0: give me something I can print. Print this. Broadcasting live Live. and around the world world. from Cabana One, the only podcast that's all ball bearings, your ultimate source for everything Fletch.
1: Moon River.
0: Thank you, Doc. You ever serve time? Laker Jim and his beat reporters will stop at nothing to make sure Fletch lives forever. Forever. (laughs) They don't
1: shower much.
0: Uh. This
1: is FletchCast. Thank you, Sammy, and welcome everybody to a FletchCast special report. I'm your host, Laker Jim, and as your leading source for breaking Fletch news... When something big comes across my desk, I open up my window and yell as loud as I can. Summonsing the likes of none other than Jake <laughs> uh, and Big Bob. Boys, thanks for joining me tonight on such short notice. I'm ready.
2: I think we should just keep going on hiatuses because every time we go on a hiatus, all this news breaks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the information that we've been wanting to know for so long actually happens. <laughs> so let's just go on a permanent hiatus.
1: <laughs> now, for some reason, the cast of this movie has always been shrouded in secrecy. Mm-hmm. And since it seemed like the character names were almost intentionally left off IMDb, we were left to imagine that it was due to uh, spoilers within the movie to keep some of the names a secret. Two in particular names, Anna Osceola and John Slattery, because we were dying to find out who his real-life girlfriend and his madman co-star would be playing in this movie. And as we started to break down the cast, we realized that a lot of the characters were spoken for. You know, so if you remember about 10 episodes ago, we broke the news that his girlfriend would be playing Larry in the new movie. Hey, hey, watch it. You're on thin ice, Larry. And Larry is not in the book. So that is a clear nod to the original movie. What we were left with was who John Slattery would be playing. And then we had a lot of speculation on that, but we finally have an answer
0: and a damn fine answer. If I do say so, my damn selves. Thank
1: you. <laughs> John Hamm was recently on the rich Eisen podcast and he let the information slip. So let's take a listen and find out who John Slattery will be playing in confess Fletch. I got to bring John Slattery
0: into it, into the world. Get he, out of he here. He plays uh, Frank, the editor Fletch's old editor and we have great scenes together and, and we got to do a little globe trotting. We 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 shot in Rome and in in Boston and and hopefully we're going to do another one and will take place somewhere in the American Southwest we think, um and continue the story. There's ten books, yeah. So if I could finish up, you know, the next decade of my life making those, I'd be a happy guy.
1: All right. So there we have it, as we predicted. Frank is back, Uncle Frank. Here's where things get a little hairy. Frank is another character that is not in the book. Correct, Jake? Correct. I mean, not in Confess Fletch. Correct. So right there, and and that was something Greg Matola had promised us, that there would be some surprises uh, that he was not yet ready to reveal. And I think they're starting to reveal themselves finally.
0: You know what this does, actually? For everybody that says, you know, "Ah, I'm not interested if it's not going to be a Chevy Chase version of Fletch, John Hamm has gone on record so many times. Every interview about Fletch, he says, you know, he's not going to be playing Chevy Chase's Fletch. So to offset the fact that it's not going to be the Chevy Chase costume wearing uh alias version of Fletch, at least we're getting so many, you know, little characters from that from that Chevy Chase world of Fletch that aren't expected to be in this. We are getting, you know, that part of it kind of covered. So for the original Fletch fans, that should satiate. Your, your need for, you know, that world of Fletch to kind of join this world of Fletch. Am I wrong? Right. It will certainly
1: bridge the gap between the John mm-hmm, and right. Chevy Chase version. And I forget who it was. It, it might have been, um, been Gregory McDonald's son who made us realize, like, you can't just use characters from another company. Universal yeah, owns yeah. characters. Right, right, right. So if they don't appear in the book, you can't use them. You have the rights to the characters in the book. That's what right. you purchased. And you just can't take Larry who was played by Gina Davis, right. into your own movie because it's intellectual property of another company. Right. Correct. yeah.
0: right. This is actually a big deal with, with Disney and Universal down here because Universal originally had all these rides that were Marvel characters, you know, Spider-Man and the X-Men and all these. And then when Disney wound up buying Fox and, and, and attaining the rights to, to Marvel, that's why we have all this modern MCU Marvel Universe now. You know, the rides became a conversation down here in Universal. Hey, we have all, the Hulk coaster and we have all these Marvel based rides and they had to come to special considerations to keep the the rides and keep the characters. But again, their competition, Disney and Universal. So it was a really interesting thing that they get to keep the the characters in their parks, but they don't get to do the movies anymore. So yeah,
2: it's similar. So Frank was in for the books. Okay. So Frank is a pretty decent character. He was in the first, he was in Fletch one, Fletch two, Fletch and the Widow Bradley and in Fletch. Right. So the first four books, as far as Fletch's timeline is concerned. And again, so the thinking is that Fletch will be working with Frank and probably taking over the Jack character in the book. Okay, That's what I'm thinking. But yeah, it's interesting because when we hear Ham talk a lot about, you know, hey, we're doing our own version. But like you said, LJ, there are definitely going to be a lot more callbacks, I think, to the original movie than we thought. the Larry character, the fact that we've seen Ham wearing a Lakers hat. Right. Um, So there will be things like that. And then I'm curious, he let it slip that he's working on the second one, and it's going to take place somewhere in the Southwest. I was going to ask you, Jake, what that was going to be. Well, and, you know, I was talking to Jason McDonald about this, too, so we were just kind of speculating. So I would imagine that that's probably going to be Fletch's fortune. Okay. In the
1: book, it actually takes place somewhere in Virginia. But you
2: can easily change the locale.
1: Right. And it's good that they're interested and do care about shooting in the location that the book took place in.
2: Yeah. With Boston and and they shot in Italy. You're right.
1: Yeah. One thing we just realized right before we started recording, today is actually Richard Libertini's birthday. The man who created the Frank character in the movies. He's deceased, but would have been, Bob, what'd you say? It was 89? 89, 89, yeah.
0: I'm really going to miss you, Frank. Well, maybe that's an overstatement.
1: Wow. So how ironic that this Frank news breaks on his actual birthday. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you, boys. That's what would, so cool. If,
0: if, he, if, if Richard Libertini, if they, uh, our beloved Frank was still alive, what would you be buying him for his birthday? Deodorant. Deodorant. I mean, come on. Yeah, I think that's obvious. Come on. Frank, say yes. <laughs> I'll buy you some new deodorant.
1: <laughs> I mean, and, and and when you think about Frank's character in the first movie... Jake, would you say it was truer to the book or, or did Richard Libertini kind of make it his own?
2: Don't point speak. I, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, Frank, I, I think they kind of made him look a little bit like the book. I mean, it always said that he had really watery eyes and glasses and stuff like that. And you can see that he kind of had that look in the movie. So, yeah, I think obviously some liberties were taken, but I think by and large, it's it's Frank.
1: And John Slattery, who who doesn't normally wear a beard or any facial yeah has a beard, you know, for for this role. So it would be really nice to think he grew this to kind of, a little Richard Libertini's look. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. You are right, Frank, but you're very peaked. You want to throw up? Come on in. I want an answer.
1: Now to the scenes or settings, I should say that have been revealed to us. One where John Hamm and Slattery are in a Boston newspaper type setting. Yes. The other one is they're sitting at a bar. Now I can't picture Chevy Chase's Fletch and libertini's frank having a drink together yeah yeah
2: unbelievable well i mean the jack saunders character in confess fletch actually um in the book fletch meets him at a bar oh okay the the, the jack character so that could easily be the frank character being Mm. you know meeting them it's like a bar restaurant yeah um, that they meet when the jack character discovers that fletch is in town You know, they meet up and kind of talk about old times because the Jack character, Jack Saunders and Fletch used to work together in Chicago. And then the Jack character moved to Boston and then, you know, Fletch is in Boston. And so they kind of reconnect. But maybe that's maybe because Confess Fletch is a sequel to Fletch. Maybe the Frank character has left Los Angeles. Right. And is now working in Boston. And maybe that's how they reconnect.
1: You know, maybe Fletch is just in a situation where he needs some help. He needs some advice. And who can he always count on? Larry. He gives Larry a call, asks her to help him research something, and she says, "You know what? Frank's in town. Frank's Possible. working in Boston. Why don't you hit him up? Why don't you give him a call? Maybe Frank can help."
0: Yeah, maybe right. he Possible. maybe he steps in uh, Bly Biochem uh, Corrosive Materials and needs a shoe <laughs> analyst. <analyze again. laughs> All right,
2: are. so so the Fletch characters in it, Larry's in it, Frank's in it. So I mean,
1: mm-hmm. those are your three kind of big characters the other one is Monroe that we know of and that's another thing which we've mentioned in the past is now they've Mm. removed the Flynn character so it it really will be you know they're playing it true to the book but it will have its own elements of surprise much like the first Fletch movie anybody that read the book prior to watching the movie or even read the book after they don't see the ending coming Mm -hmm. because the ending is different so who knows, maybe you confess Fletch pulls a you know a page out of the original Fletch.
2: Right. Because in the original book, Fletch takes the money and runs. And then in Carioca Fletch, he ends up in Rio. And then after Rio, he moves to Italy with the money. I mean, that's why he's well off in Italy, is because he's still living off Stanwick's money. Wow. Um, which
1: one does he, which one is Fletch? That's and Rio? Carioca Fletch. John Hamm mentions that a lot.
2: Yeah, he, I noticed that.
1: He's mentioned that a few times, yeah. He mentions the adventures of Fletch, and he says, you know, he, he yeah. one of them, he's off in Rio. When I, I can picture them wanting to do the Rio book just because mm-hmm. he mentions it all the time. Maybe it's I will be honest. That book is,
2: it's different. Yeah, it's different because there is a murder, but you know who else shows up in that book is, uh, is Joan. Joan Stanwyck, you know, shows that. Yeah, Uh, she's in that book, too. So, yeah. Yeah. So it is more of a it really is, even though McDonald kind of wrote them out of order. That is a true sequel. If you were kind of interested in the book, I mean, in the first Fletch book, that is a direct sequel. I mean, it takes place like just a few months after the first one.
1: See, I thought I thought Confess was the sequel.
2: Well, OK, so he wrote Confess Fletch right after Fletch. But if you remember, he goes back and kind of messes with the timeline because remember, future books were actually prequels. So he kind of fills in the gaps. It'll be interesting to see if if he ends up if they end up shooting that. one, Right. But like the movie we were talking about, that might be next Fletch's Fortune is actually Really, a true sequel to Confess, Fletch. So it would just kind of be the natural way to go. Jake, how excited were you
0: when John Ham said that there's ten books and he wants to make ten movies? When well, John Ham said that, I mean, that would be
2: great. I mean, and I love how he always says, you know, I'd love to spend the next decade making Fletch yeah, movies. Yeah, that, that's because know, get you excited, right? <laughs> I mean, gosh, that could take me almost into retirement. That would be great. And yeah. then I can just go back and, <laughs> and watch them in my golden years. But we'll see. But you know. LJ and I were talking, could they really go back and do Fletch 1, Fletch 2? Because those, oh, I mean, because Fletch of the was age, really I young, yeah, in yeah. those. So you could definitely do, I mean, you could work Fletch 2 as a sequel. You could write it because that's when Fletch is, uh, is in search of his father and he goes to Africa. Right. So you could, you could always mm-hmm. work that. Right, he's just getting married. Right, exactly, yeah.
1: Fletch 1 is really the only book that needs a young Fletch. Yeah. Or a younger Fletch than he looks right now. Right. Because that's really the story of his first assignment. Well, Fletch winning, Fletch won. Fletch winning his first assignment at the paper. But, you know, with de-aging, who knows? Maybe a young John Hamm can be uh, deep faked for a Fletch one film.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you could do Fletch and the Widow Bradley, too, I guess. Uh, you could work it, even though, really, he's, he's still working at the paper in L.A. in Fletch and the Widow Bradley. Um <sighs> But we'll see. I'm excited though, and it just and it's really nice that they keep saying we want to do the books, we want to do the books, we want to do the
1: books. So, right. And another thing too, John Hamm also says in this interview with Rich Eisen that um, they're already sort mm-hmm. of working on the next movie. Matola has already sort of plotted out the next movie, which Greg actually told us at one point that he was in negotiations. Now, this was months ago. Now, before the movie had sold or anything like that. He told us he was in negotiations for the next movie. Yeah. Uh, so that's promising that it's already sort of in the
2: works. As I said in the last podcast, it really is a great time to be a Fletch fan. And I just have a really, really good feeling that the next one will be Fletch's Fortune. Because I'm telling you, that that book is would be a great, great movie. It's super funny. There's a lot of good characters in it. It's a good mystery. Uh, it's a good murder mystery. I just think that one would play really, really well. Just like Confess Fletch, too. Confess Fletch is a great book, and I think it'll make a great movie.
1: Listen to the most recent uh, Rich Eisen podcast, if you have a chance. Um, He mentions Fletch at the very end. Pretty much you can fast forward every John Hamm interview to the last three minutes. Catch the Fletch. It's... (laughs) Yeah. yeah, that's like the last question they always ask him. Hey, hey, what about Fletch? Wanting to say it the whole time, but... <laughs> you know what I love that, that Ham says in this one? He says... Confess Fletch, the, the next chapter in the saga of Irwin M. Fletcher, right. you choose. He's such a big fan that I really, really, really yeah. think we're in great hands.
0: with. He seems with very John passionate Hammond, about it. You know, like, talking about wanting to have this carry him in, into his retirement or... You know, he's in his... Late forties, early fifties now, John Ham. So yeah, it would it yeah. would probably carry him. And he, and he and listen, for a guy in his late forties, early early fifties, he still passed for a guy in his early forties, you know. So he'll he'll age appropriately with the character as we go. Um, let me ask you guys this: uh, John Slattery. Now we know he's going to be uh, Frank. What kind of a Frank do you think we're going to get? Do you think we're going to get similar to what we've seen before, or do you think we're going to get uh, a totally different spin? That's a good question. Do you picture him being the I mean, listen, Richard Libertini did an amazing job with that character. There's no basis for comparison, of course, because he's the only one to ever play him. But he did play him in two movies and he played him perfectly in both movies. The neurotic, um, not on your side boss who just expects results and doesn't care how you get there. Do you think we're going to get a similar kind of portrayal or do you think it'll be different based on the books?
2: I would say it's going to be different. I would say Mm -hmm. and looking at the pictures, I would say it's more of a friendship. Okay. Uh, more of a respectful, you know, admiration for each other.
1: Okay, I wonder if they are going to change Frank's name because Frank's name in the, in the movie was Frank Walker, in the book mm-hmm. it's Frank Jaffe, correct? So I wonder if it comes up at all the opportunity to mention the last name and which last name they choose. That's a great mm-hmm. question. You know, possibly maybe in a John Hamm uh, Chevy esque uh, voiceover from scene to scene. Maybe he could mention my own, my old editor, Frank Walker, my old editor, Frank Jaffe. You know, I wonder what oh, yeah. version of Frank's mm-hmm. last name they're going to use. Yeah. Or maybe a new version, you know, maybe a third What do you name? guess? If you had to guess, what, <laughs> what do you think? I bet you they do Jaffe. I bet you, I'll, I bet you they do Jaffe too. I bet you they do Jaffe. I bet you yeah. they change it to the book, book. Yeah. Maybe that's their way around the intellectual property of Frank Walker. That's, there you
2: go. Well, yep. that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, right. oh, this is Frank. This is, this is a character in the book this is frank jaffe so right. sorry right, right, right because they own all the books although <laughs> frank's not in that book he's in right. you know more than one book so i guarantee it's going to be jaffe. right yeah now that you put it that way if they're holding out though if they somehow have the larry character they're showing the laker hat i'm now i just wonder if we're going to have the theme or not
1: that would really tie it all Yeah, together.
2: I'm just on the fence. I'm 50-50. I don't know if we'll use it or not. Because that might almost be too much of a callback to yeah. the original movies. People would lose their mind. It's like probably it's so, when, like, so because necessary. I'm sure that they're going to use, like, some of the old um, music for this new Top Gun movie, like Danger Zone. I right. mean, when you think of Top Gun, you think of that Danger Zone. So, right.
1: Right. Mm. I think they got to do it. Even if it doesn't happen, I'm sure they tried. You know, I mean, there was a probably at least an attempt, an ask, an offer, something. What else is is interesting is that when that other interview that we
2: showed in the, or we we played in the last episode about um, going streaming and, you know, there was that interview that he was talking about and we were thinking 2022 and then they said 20, what was the interview with when he said 2023? Was that interview? Oh, I I have it
1: here. Ham seemed a little scattered on on that, in that whole interview with the information. Then on the Rich Eisen show, he did say probably yeah, the Scott end of the year.
2: Scott Fien or Fien, F-I-E-N, on Twitter reached out to us and said, This was on Never Not Funny. That was the podcast, Never Not Funny. I don't know if we can play that clip or not. Right. But um he yep. said, Yeah, Ham said 2023 and Paramount will be determining the distributor. So I, I think you're right. I think he might be a little in the dark. He doesn't listen to our podcast enough because
1: <laughs> or he's behind.
2: We've already established that it's going to be a streaming service, but again he said twenty twenty three which was a little bit of a right. bummer for us, but in the rich Eisen interview it, he seemed a little bit more unsure about
1: when and I think a lot of a lot of the fans uh reacted to that and thought, oh God, it's going to be paramount plus that mm-hmm the streaming service that it on, but we did a little digging and we didn't realize that Paramount actually yeah, owns yeah, right. Miramax. So by saying they're sort of like in charge, that just makes sense. Yeah. It just makes sense that if, since they laid out the money, they have some sort of a say in who's going to distribute the, the film.
0: <laughs> Guys, I have an idea, uh, something that might be fun for us as a, as a, as a group. Um, what if we take bets on the months? We, each of us grabs a month. One of us grabs November, December, January, whatever. Maybe we grab two months, you know, not back to back. And what if we do a little bet between the three of us, where like the two losers have got to dress up as uh, Peggy Lee Zorba
1: or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll take that. Sure. Yeah, I'll take sure, it for sure. So I think the most realistic time period would be September to December if it's going to land. One hundred percent agree with that. Yeah.
2: Uh, I think sometime at between Labor Day and Christmas. I, I have a feeling I will be dressing like Peggy Lee Zorba uh, in a very. I think you want to do that wit. anyway. I don't think <laughs> the bet has anything to do with it. I know, I know. It wasn't
1: my idea for the contest, suspiciously.
2: <laughs>
1: That's when I dropped the Frank leg yeah, waxing. I yeah. feel Frank. Those <laughs> are expensive.
0: $58 for leg waxing. That's bullshit. Yeah, but Frank, feel how smooth they are. <laughs> you know, before we do wrap up this breaking news uh, episode uh, about frank and john slattery i do want to talk about the original frank walker It's being that like as we mentioned it it is his birthday let me ask you both what is your favorite frank moment
1: in 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 both movies
0: uh you, you know you could draw up one moment from either movie what is your
1: favorite moment the two moments that instantly mm-hmm. came to my mind was the uh yeah. the charcoal scene there's a source behind him Ooh. well there we're in a kind of a gray area all right all gray Charcoal. Can I help you
0: with
1: that? Thanks, Tommy. That's my my Frank moment in Fletch, the original Fletch. In Fletch Lives, it's sort of unrelated to a Frank moment, but I do love when Fletch takes the caution (laughs) off his desk and and scrapes it. What about you, Jake? (laughs) If you were to
2: pick one moment from from the movies? Well, I have to go with the original with ULJ. I just think the coffee pot shaking is great. But for Fletch Lives, and it's kind of indirect too, is when Frank walks by and Fletch gooses him and then points to the other guy. (laughs) Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. And then he points to the other guy.
0: (laughs) For me, there's one moment that always stands out in my head. And it's not, maybe it's not my favorite, but it's a moment that I always think about. I love when he's sitting with the ancient copy boy on the phone with Fletch. You go to Utah, you stay in Utah. I'm turning the story over to a professional reporter. Frank, the story is Utah. Trust me. You go to Utah? Fine, fine, fine. If your story is not on my desk by 1130, you you're out of a job. Points to the ancient copyboy and the ancient mm-hmm. copy boy smiles at him all excited with a big toothy grin. I just I <laughs> love how Frank is just fed up in that scene and just ready to replace Fletch with this absolute loser. <laughs> That line, moment of, yeah, like, really resonates. That and the 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 reaction when 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 Fletch says you don't believe me, he just says nope. The way he kind of looks at him and says nope. Ah, <laughs> uh, you just you hate him, but you know. <laughs> I also love the way he, he <laughs> says horse. Yeah, it's like he
2: really hits the H. horse shit <laughs> yeah. paranoia. Yeah. And I don't do want it? any of these unsubstantiated charges about dope-dealing cops or any of your horse shit paranoid
0: fantasies about homicidal police chiefs.
2: <laughs> you know, a funny scene is Fletch, and Fletch. Fletch, if you're okay, just say Louisiana is the Pelican <laughs> State <laughs> or something. He's behaving very
0: strangely. He must be
2: in trouble. Somebody must be holding a gun to his head. Fletch.
0: If you need rescuing, just say, I believe Louisiana is the Pelican
2: State. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Frank. I believe Louisiana is the Pelican
0: State. (laughs) And let me ask you this, too. Another question just popped in my head, too. If you were going to buy Frank's new deodorant, what do you think you'd go with? I I, I personally would go with something very strong because I think there's a little bit of a problem there. Mm. So I'd go with like a very strong spelling right guard, you know, like something that really...
2: It's a, it, I wouldn't go with a spread, go with a roll on it because he needs to really see I'm there. I'm the I'm in the other camp. I think it's aerosol all the way. You think aerosol think Frank, oh, yeah. I think Frank's one of those aerosol holdouts.
1: I yeah,
0: gets a new deodorant. I've i been using roll be on. Probably less out of whoop
1: when he like sprays <laughs> under the arm, too. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's much more promiscuous in the books, too. You know, he's sleeping yeah. with Clara Snow. I mean, like he's he's kind of got it going <laughs> on there. In the books you know that was my next In question. The movie is you know
0: my next question was do you think frank is a family man or do you think he's like a bachelor so you just answered
1: it so he's a he's he's a bit of a swinger frank huh yeah yeah he is he is did you guys realize that richard libertini was married to the mom from christmas story and also and also Harry? yeah and harry and the harry. Oh, no, harry i didn't and know, the know that
0: yeah yeah wow and they have a son together too that's great when you think of him like can you think
2: of him other than fletch or fletch lives
1: i think he was he in the popeye movie with robin williams
2: yes yes he was he was oh, in the popeye movie that's the only thing i, mm-hmm I can picture about him.
0: that yeah it really i mean his his claim to fame is definitely fletch and fletch lives i mean probably not yeah but as far as we're concerned but uh, but yeah i mean that's that's listed as one of his five biggest movies
1: it's funny that we're talking about this because i actually know in an interview that he did Where he mentions what he's most recognized for. Let me see if I can dig that up real quick.
0: If you run into people of a certain generation, I would say like your generation, and uh, they say, "I know you. You're in the movies. You're an actor." You know, uh, and then uh, tell me what you've done. (laughs) So then you, every actor has the same story. You know, you you give them a whole list, and uh, until you hit Fletch, and then they go, "Ah, yeah, that that's it." He'll always be Uncle Frank to us, and uh, he's missed today. We could celebrate him a little, little special with knowing that his legacy is going to be carried on with,
1: yes, yeah, so John now, Yeah, that's great. Right, and IMDb has still not updated. He, I think there's one other actress that doesn't have a uh, a role assigned to her, uh, but he's still, he still, yeah, Erica Erica McDermott doesn't have. He still doesn't have Frank attached to him. So we'll see now how quickly now that we've put out this episode that it happens because when we put out the Larry episode, it happened almost a day or two later. Yeah. Like almost instantly. Yeah. Now, Jake in any other books is Frank always Fletch's editor. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He's always, he's always there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was in, he was in Fletch one. He actually came to Fletch's wedding in the beginning of Fletch two, Okay, the book. Yeah. He actually shows up mm-hmm. at his wedding.
1: Um, when
2: he's marrying Barbara,
1: Fletch's mom is single. I can see Frank hitting on Fletch's mom
2: at the wedding. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. let's, let's hope yeah. so. Fletch's mom. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> hope that's the
2: case. You know, she's a mystery writer too. That's and right. she writes mysteries, Fletch's mom. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you would know this if you'd pick up a book once in a while. Yeah,
1: James, get <laughs> it together.
2: <laughs>
1: we got him, Jake. <laughs> yep. All right, that about (laughs) wraps up this episode of FletchCast. Rest assured, if any other news breaks, we'll be on here to deliver you guys the latest news in the world of Fletch. Don't forget to call the FletchCast hotline. We'd love to hear from you and put you on a future FletchCast. Leave your comments, questions, opinions, theories. We'd love to hear it all. For Jake and Bob, I'm Laker Jim. We'll See you next time. See you guys. See you.
2: See you guys. Brilliant as usual, Fletch. Ready to the next edition?